What's up, Tanner J. Man Show Nation? This is Tanner Lee, one half of the Tanner J. Man Show, and on behalf of myself and my co-host, Josh the J-Man Munt, we appreciate you listening to our podcast. If you're a new listener to our podcast, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts at. If that happens to be on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating and review as that helps us out a bunch. Watch our podcast live every Monday night from 6.30 to 7.30 Eastern Standard Time on the ISC Sports Network. And make sure to give us a like on Facebook and a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Tan and J Man Show. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy some hot takes, topics, picks, and more on a brand new episode of the Tan and J Man Show. We are back with another episode of the Tan and J Man Show on this Beautiful May Day. I don't know what the temp is there, but it's about 80 degrees here. I had to break down and turn the air conditioning on. I always hate doing that, but it was a little toasty in my house this afternoon. But we'll make it even toastier with our hot takes. How are you doing tonight, Tito? Doing good, Jay, man. As you said, the temperatures are finally warming up. It's 78 here. I think it's supposed to be pretty warm all week, so mm. that means i got to get my butt out to the golf course. I have not played too many holes this year, so it's time to... Get back in golfing shape if, if there is such thing. Have you uh, mowed your grass yet? Twice, two times last yet? week, Wednesday yeah. and yesterday. It's getting that time. I keep looking out. Luckily, I don't have to mow our grass. We have a homeowners association that does that because uh, I'm fancy. <laughs> <laughs> You're bougie. <laughs> yeah, bougie. Uh, but um, yeah, I keep looking out in the grass getting progressively higher each day to the point where last week, my dog, you could barely see him. <laughs> He was engulfed in grass that time of year. But as you said, I'm going to hit the links this week a little bit because uh, it's going to be warm. Yeah, the uh, my golf league, my Thursday night golf league starts this week. It was supposed to start last week. It got rained out. So Thursday night looks like it's going to be week one. So better get nice. some reps in before then. Go, uh, go shoot a career low. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. Fire a little career, new a nine hole career low. And doubt that's going to happen. What What is your nine hole career low? Thirty three. Thirty three. Okay. Shot it. Uh, it was our last nine hole match in high school or my senior year. Yeah, right before sectionals. Nice. That's yeah. a good way to go out. Yeah, regular season. My low on eighteen. Not that anybody really cares. My low on eighteen seventy four. But I haven't broken I eighty that. like in two yeah. years. So, <laughs> gonna beat the old man this year. I know he's gotten the best of you. Uh, your yeah, entire life. He, he's really got the best of me the last two years. So, yeah. we'll see. We're, we're gonna be teammates here uh, about a month from today in a big nice. money tournament. So. Just as long as he plays good that week, and that's all I care about. Then the rest of the year, he can let me beat him. So, yeah, Top Golf is more my speed. I like Top Golf. It's been a while since I've played, but it's fun. It's a good time. Need a, t- need a Tan and J Man show outing at Top Golf there in either I, I Fishers like or uh, Naperville up you're here. Starting to, you're starting to use your brain there. I like that. Every, every once in a while, I'll have a pretty good idea. Not very often, but uh, <laughs> every what, what's that saying? Every once in a while, a blind squirrel finds a nut. Yep, that's it. That's there me. we go. I'm, I'm the blind go. squirrel, and in this case, I'm the bald blind squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got some birdie bogey for Alrighty. you tonight. We are tied up at four over par. Um, I mean, there's a chance we could still be tied after tonight, mm-hmm. but I think it's going to go one way or the other. I think you're either going to get a birdie or bogey. I don't think you're going to get a par, but you could. Don't don't even mention the birdie word. Like, there's no reason to even mention it. Don't even mention the B word, even <laughs> though they're both B. Excluding the NHL, the, there are six teams in the other three major leagues that's name ends in something other than the letter S. 
other than the letter S. Name five for a par, all six for a birdie. Oh, man. So in NBA, MLB, NFL. Yes. Uh, yes. Those three, there's six teams that's their name. Their name does not does not end, end in, in the letter S. S. Oh, man. Like I oh. told you, you, you got all show to think about. I'll try to give you more time at the end than we usually do. Man, there is almost no way I'm going to get this one. I'm already racking my brain trying to think. I don't know if there's any in baseball. I'm I'm sure there is, but uh, well, maybe there's not. I, I don't know. Birdie Bogey is brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC for fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mentone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, noblegnomellc.com. Is that it? Yes. Yep. Keep going to their website. Keep ordering. Keep subscribing. Um, orders are coming in really quick. Just talked to Bryce yesterday. So uh, keep subscribing. Get those fresh, the fresh produce, vegetables, some fruits. Get your veggies. Get your veggies. There you go. Get all your veggies. There you go. Whatever you like. Uh-huh. What do you want to start with tonight there, Tana, man? I was going to leave that up to you. I, I think we should start start with some baseball. You went to Let's the friendly confines over the weekend. First time since April of 2019. I think that was the longest stretch I've had, of course. Didn't uh, have any fans in 2020, and then last year there just wasn't a good time uh, to go. Uh, but this year I was able to go, sat in the bleachers. I don't know if you can see, but uh, I got fried to a crisp. A little bit, a um, little bit. Out there in the, uh, out in the bleachers. It was a beautiful day for baseball. Not a cloud in the sky. Uh, sun shining down on you. In where, where we sat, I mean, in the bleachers, it's completely sun covered or covered with sun, I should say. Um, it was really nice. In the shade, it was freezing. Uh, so we were lucky enough to be uh, be out in the sun and um, watched one of the greatest pitchers of our generation, one of the greatest pitchers of all time pitch. That was the second time I was able to watch him. Uh, pitch Clayton Kershaw and he did uh, what I was expecting him to do and that was uh, throw a shutout (laughs) Cubs uh, Cubs broke a stretch of I think it was 70 games where they had not been shut out and of course I happened to be at uh, the game (laughs) the game they broke it Uh, but it, it was it was pretty predictable and the Dodgers are just so far in a way ahead um, of where the Cubs are right now, uh, obviously. You know, we make fun of the Reds a bunch on uh, on this show, but right now the Cubs have the third worst record in baseball. I was thinking that today. So. I was I was even thinking in my head, I'm like, man, we, we're, we've been on a Reds case, but the Reds mm-hmm. did get two games over the weekend, and yeah. all of a sudden they're, they're inching closer to the Cubs winning total. <laughs> yeah, Cubs are only four and a half games up on them right now. Um, Cubs have lost. 14 of their last 17 games. Um, and in that stretch, they're only averaging 3.2 runs per game, um, hitting 204 as a team, have a 285 on base percentage as a team, only slugging 311 as a team. And the crazy thing is, those numbers include the 21 run game they had two weeks ago. Um, Cubs have only scored 22 runs in their last 12 games since they scored 21 against the Pirates. Um, and you, 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 you <clears throat> expected this to be a rough stretch yeah. for the Cubs, but I don't think you expected it to be this bad. I said I didn't think the Cubs would win a game until May 15th or whenever. Okay, all right. Um, so you did expect it to be this bad. And they've only won two. So <laughs> and, and, and one of them they had to win in extra innings in Atlanta. 
Um, and then the other one took a pretty miraculous pitching performance by Marcus Stroman in order to get a win over the Brewers. Um, but yeah, Cubs, real bad team. Thought they would be bad coming in. They started off pretty good. I mean, they started off like seven and five, I think. Six and four, they started off where they're averaging almost five runs a game, making more contact. Thinking, okay, maybe this is a little different. Uh, I wasn't ready to jump on the bandwagon, uh, but quickly I have jumped off any sort of bandwagon <laughs> there was. <laughs> um, they're, they are atrocious. The bullpen last night passed the starting pitchers for innings on the season which that is uh, pretty pathetic. I mean, that's yeah, not good. as bad as it can get. Uh, starters aren't going more than four innings. Uh, bullpen's the only thing, like the only saving grace of this team is the bullpen. They've pitched really well. David Robertson, um, Rowan Wick, Michael Givens, uh, Keegan Thompson's been fantastic. Scott Efros has been fantastic. So Jed Hoyer's proving he can uh, build a pretty good bullpen. They had a good bullpen last year as well. Now it's all about building that starting rotation and um, getting the offense back to where they were a few years ago. And it's going to be a while, I think, until they can actually compete. You know, back in 2012, 2013, we, we could see like a defined plan of what they were trying to do. Um, right now it's real hard to see um, yeah. they're in any sort of plan they have, uh, which which makes it very frustrating to the point where I haven't even really been watching. Like I've, I'd have it on in the background. Um, I didn't even watch them last night. Um, That's what I was going to ask you because yeah. we're May 9th already, and you already know the season's pretty much over. I mean, it's over, it's over. already, and that that has to stink because I know how much you love baseball. Mm-hmm. But like you said last week, you're starting to go back to your old ways of about a decade ago to where you're following the farm system. Yeah, now. that's exactly. I mean, I'm. There were stretches from 2015 to 2020 where I didn't even look at the minor league box scores. <laughs> I'm checking them every 20 minutes just to see who's doing <laughs> what. Um, and I mean, there, there are some good pieces down there. The farm system's not nearly as good as it was back in 13 and 14 yeah. when you had Bryant, the number one prospect in baseball. Addison Russell's a top five prospect. Um, Jorge Soler, there you go. Yeah, the, the Chris Bryant jersey. I knew you were bringing it out eventually. Um, <laughs> I'm a jerk. Just salted my wounds. I'm um, a jerk. But the 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 thing is, you add Bryant, Baez, and Rizzo to this roster, and they're probably 500 or so. Um, it was it, it was pretty evident last year that they weren't yeah. going to win with those guys anymore. Yeah. Um, and honestly, the Chris Bryant trade looks really good right now. Uh, their top pitching prospect, Caleb Killian, who they got from the Giants for Bryant, has an ERA under two in AAA. He's throwing 96, 97 miles an hour. It looks like he could be a future top-of-the-rotation guy, and he could probably throw some innings here in the second half. It wouldn't surprise me at all if they call him up here, maybe even as soon as next month. Um, And then the other guy they got for Bryant, Alexandro Canario, he's tearing up in South Bend right now. I think he's slugging close to 700 uh, strikeout rate is down from where it was last year so those pieces are looking good the anthony rizzo trades looking good kevin alcantara who they got for him who's a 19 year old outfielder he's playing in myrtle beach right now which is one of the toughest uh, minor league leagues to hit in and um he's holding his own at 19 years old he's six foot six 190 pound center fielder wow uh, so it, it'll be interesting to see how uh, he does once he starts filling out a little bit because he's really long and lanky. But so far, the returns have been good. The Javier Baez trade right now is looking like the best of the bunch. Uh, they traded 
Javi for Pete Crow Armstrong, who was the Mets' first-round pick back in 2020. He played, I think, six games last year before he got hurt with a shoulder issue, um, and then he came back um, this year uh, for his first full season in minor league baseball. He's hitting over 400 in 25 or 26 games there. In the organization, he has even said they've been taken aback by how good he's been so far. Um, so it definitely, those trades have upped the farm system. They're sitting there ranking wise, middle of the pack right now. Uh, but they get number seven overall pick this year. They're looking like a team that's going to have a top five pick, uh, next year. So, uh, just need to drastically raise that talent level. Um, even as far as depth goes, cause they don't have much depth, especially in the rotation. Uh, their starting pitching depth is pretty terrible. And their starting pitching at the major league level is terrible, which makes the depth look even worse. Um, so there will eventually be better days uh, in sight. But as of right now, it's real hard to see um, how they can even compete next year, which I know that's been the plan. Take a year off, which is which is asinine, in my opinion. They're the third largest market in Major League Baseball. You look at the Dodgers, who are trying to compete every single year. Um, trading for Mookie Betts, trading for Freddie Freeman, and then you just see him come into Wrigley and just shellac them all week long. Great uh, that's a championship organization uh, that cares about winning where the Cubs organization cares about money, real estate, and buying soccer teams. That is that that is where ownership is at right now. Um, it's super frustrating. They won a World Series, and then Tom Ricketts is pretty much like, what else do you want from Yep, me? I did what, yep. did what I was going to do, what I yep. set out to do. Yep, and yep. and we did it. Why why do you guys still want to win? <laughs> like yep. that's so stupid. Yep. Um, so I've been wanting him to sell the team for a while now, and he's obviously not going to. Uh, so we just got to have to suffer through, I guess. What'd you get? Did you get anything to eat or drink at the friendly confines? Um, I got myself a uh, Chicago's own three one two brewski, and uh, it cost you about thirteen bucks. Yeah, I think it was 13, but I actually think it was 1425 or something <laughs> oh like that, <laughs> which is just ridiculous. And the Rickets say they have no money. Just grabbed your ankles. Um, yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, Did you get I a hot a, dog? No, I got a terrible meatball sub. It oh, was uh, it was awful. And I spent about 12 bucks on it. That, that was cheaper than the beer was. <laughs> no, um, unbelievable. Other than that, no, I didn't get yeah. anything else. It, it was David Ross bobblehead. Um, bobblehead game so we got two of those cool. and uh one of the guys uh, we were with or actually my brother-in-law kept saying don't don't you think you can sell this I'm like no that's it's not valuable at all yeah. one of his friends that came with us he, he was a dodger fan he uh took a picture of somebody and somebody's like hey is that david ross bobblehead he's like yeah i'll sell it to you for 20 bucks guy gave him 20 bucks for it <laughs> I, I i gave mine away to a uh to a homeless fella because he needed it out. And I, I said, I, I did it out of the goodness of my heart uh, where uh Roro did not. <laughs> <laughs> he made a buck. Uh, yeah. He made 20 bucks. I was very upset about that. Um, comment of the day here on, on our Facebook page, a friend of the show and, and sponsor of the J man's book of prediction a week, every week, Indiana farm bureau insurance agent, Travis watching comments. The reds finally passed Scotty Scheffler's, Scotty Scheffler for 2022 wins. <laughs> That's funny. Yep. That's a good one. Yep. Yeah, they're 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 getting hot. They're only 18 games under 500 through 28 games. 13 and a half games behind the Brewers right now. Uh I'm just not listening to our good buddy Andrew Eiler anymore for betting advice on the Reds cuz I'm like, "All yeah. right. He he knows what he's talking about when it comes to the Reds. I'm I'm going to take the Pirates <laughs> minus one and a half. 
<laughs> Pirates get smacked. Yeah. Yep. Speaking of the Reds, the Cincinnati Reds would have to throw 80 consecutive scoreless innings to move out of last place in Team ERA. <laughs> Jeez. Every week you find these stats, and it's just I, like I know eye-opening I, I, stats I, I, with how bad they are. I'm on the on the tweeter. Let's see what else I got. Uh, Cubs only had 14 total hits this weekend against the Dodgers in three games. That's barely <laughs> over four a game. Um, over the last eight games, coming into last night, this does not includes last night's game. Cubs are one for 38 in at bats with runners in scoring position. Not great. Um, the relievers reached 100 innings faster than any Cubs bullpen in franchise history. Um, you, you know how I, I, I literally just talked about how the bullpen's been pretty good and the starters have been terrible. Well, starter ERA for the Cubs is 5.12. Their bullpen ERA is 3.36, so much better. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be a very, very, very long, long season. Yeah, I'm uh, already looking forward to the trade deadline to see uh, what kind of sort of prospects they can get here. Unfortunately, they don't really have anybody who screams amazing talent. Wilson Contreras, if he gets hot, I think he can net a bunch. Um, Kyle Hendricks as well has been mentioned already. And they have some bullpen pieces that can uh, maybe net a prospect or two, but it's not going to be as uh, lucrative as last year's uh, Deadline. Even last year's deadline on paper at the time wasn't that great. Now it's looking pretty good. But uh, really, this whole—they um, say it's not a rebuild; it's a retool. Well, this is this is looking like a complete teardown again. Um, the guys they were expecting to kind of be placeholders in a sense, or maybe even take off and become established major leaguers, like Frank Schwindel was hitting two oh six, and he got sent down last night uh, to Triple A, but he just got called back up today. Sounds like they have some uh, COVID issues going around um, the Cubs, which we haven't had a COVID sort of outbreak with any team in a Not long yet. time. No. Um, of course, 2020, you had teams shutting down for three weeks almost. Remember the Cardinals and Marlins both did. Oh, yeah. uh, but now it looks like they, they won't need to cancel any games or anything. But Marcus Stroman's a guy, they, they, they can't officially say he has COVID, but everything – it's kind of come out. He was scratched from his start last night with no injury designation, but he was placed on the injured list. Uh, that kind of gives it away that there's some COVID issues. Uh, so hopefully everyone can stay healthy there. But, um, yeah, other guys like Patrick Wisdom, um, you you rely on these career minor leaguers that have finally gotten a shot at 30, 31 years old. They're career minor leaguers for a reason. Just because they had a good three months last year doesn't mean they're actually – good major league baseball players. They just had a hot stretch where no pressure on them because the team was terrible. And uh, now they have pressure on them because it's the beginning of the year and they uh, have played terribly. So um, it's going to be a long uh, podcast year too, because I'm going to just have to talk about how terrible the Cubs are all uh, every that's, week. That's the spring and summer for us. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, but what, what else going on around the MLB that you want to talk about? Every single team in the AL West is above 500. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, that includes the terrible Arizona Diamondbacks, who are 15 and 14. Um, and they're doing it with uh, having one of the worst offenses in the sport. They're hitting yeah. 193 as a team. And they took uh, two of three from the Rockies over the weekend. Yeah, I, they must be. They're, they've pitched really well. They have the fifth best DRA in the National League. 
Uh, Merrill Kelly's been fantastic out of their uh, rotation. Zach Davies, who was horrendous as a Cub last year, is having a good year. Zach Gallon's <laughs> had a good year. Um, Madison Bumgarner's had his uh, best start to a season. I kicked a while. out of a game last week. Yes, he did. Which uh, he wanted a piece of that umpire. He wanted yeah, a piece which, of them. Which I I don't blame him. That that umpire, umpire was wanting in a minute. He screwed up. So he he was wanting Madison to look at him wrong to mm-hmm. kick him out. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he instigated that completely. Uh, but yeah, the uh, Diamondbacks are a little bit of a, a shock here. Uh, Rockies are still hanging in there, four games above five hundred. Um, and that includes Chris Bryant being on the DL, and he still doesn't mm-hmm. have a homer still yet. Does, that's that's incredible. Yep. But they're leading the National League in batting average, slugging percentage, on base percentage, the, or they're second in on base percentage. The sad thing is about this is it, it just shows where offense is at in Major League Baseball right now. Uh, the Colorado Rockies are leading the National League in slugging percentage as a team, and they're only slugging 410. That's a that's not a good sign for Major League Baseball. Um, there are rumors that the that the league is doctoring baseballs up again to prevent homers. Remember three years yes. ago when they when they juiced the ball and it seems like everyone was hitting 35 homers, even mm-hmm. guys that had no business hitting 35 homers. Um, but uh, former Oakland A and now New York Mets staffer Eric Chavez, I think he might be the hitting coach at the Mets. Uh, he was a good player with the A's. Yeah, he was on a on a video game cover in the early two thousands. Yeah, he was, he was yeah. good. I mean, those were the Moneyball A's teams yeah. with. I mean, they had Eric Chavez and Miguel Tejada, and those teams were fun. Mm-hmm. Um, he has said that there is a noticeable difference when you play during normal games, and then when you're playing primetime games like a Sunday night baseball, the ball flies farther. More people watching. More people watching which makes no sense why they would do that because wouldn't you want other people, more people watching that sort of offensive output in the normal games? You would think. They said that um, they wanted to make the ball or wanted to prevent homers more because it would give a better product um, in a more likable style of baseball. Then why are they doctoring balls up on primetime games to make more homers? Exactly. It's a, yeah, it's uh they're contradicting, <laughs> they're contradicting themselves, mm-hmm. uh, which doesn't surprise me with uh, Rob Manfred. Um, I mean, I'm on board with him getting kicked out of professional sports and, and the United States of America for all I care. Uh, <laughs> but um, he is trying to ruin this game that I love so much. Uh, but uh, that's a conversation for another day. But uh, elsewhere around baseball, Mets are good. I hate to say it. They're Mets good. are good. They're already six games up that, in the NL East. Yeah, comeback. That's seven run comeback in the night. That's crazy. The Phillies was unbelievable. Yeah, um, yeah the, the Phillies have been a major disappointment. They're twelve and sixteen. Uh, thought they would be able to score a ton of runs. Kyle Schwarber's been pretty bad for them so far. He has seven homers, but he's only hitting two eleven. How's Bryce Harper doing? Um, Harper's had some injury issues, of course, uh, yes. but, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's hitting 241, 294 slugging 500 or 294 on base, 500 slugging. Um, Nick Castellanos has been about the only guy in their lineup. Oh God, he was a Philly performing yeah. up to standard. Alec Baum's been good. Uh, Baum, Alec Baum, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Um, and the Phillies pitching has been pretty, pretty bad outside of Nola and, uh, Kyle Gibson, but, uh, yeah, Mets are good. Um, Braves, 
they they kind of last year. I remember the entire year we're like Braves just haven't playing that good, but they're kind of hanging around, hanging around, and then they get hot in August and win the whole thing. Uh, but Braves so far are two games under five hundred, six games out. Um, Yankees are nineteen and eight. They have the mm-hmm. I think second best record in baseball. Uh, they just keep LA winning Rangers. series, series mm-hmm. after series after series. They beat the Rangers yesterday. Um, Glaber Torres, a game-winning home run. <laughs> Rangers manager said that wouldn't have got out of any other ballpark, but if you looked yeah. at the statistics, I think it would have got out of 20 of them. Huh. So yeah. That's all right. The guy who's been uh, loving that short porch there in right field, Anthony Rizzo. So He far. Sure, certainly has. Uh, I just hit, hit hits a pop fly to right field, and it gets in the first row. Hey, it works. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're already 10 games above the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, I remember a few weeks ago when I – told you and all of our friends that this team sucks. Everybody knows except the front office. Well, I misspoke. They've gotten hot. Yep. Um, yeah, Rizzo has nine homers. Aaron Judge has nine homers. Carlo hit six. a couple last week. Yeah, um, he hit some bombs. Yeah. they. I mean, they have a really good pitching staff, too. They have the best ERA in the American League, 2.60 as a staff. We'll see if they can stay healthy. That's that's going to be the That's. I mean, that's been the issue for – Judge and Stanton their entire sure. careers have been able to stay healthy. And even Rizzo, to an extent, the past few years with his back issues. Yep. Um, he's had a ton of back issues. Um, but, yeah, that's a, obviously a really good squad there in New York, as they usually are. Uh, Tampa Bay Rays are 18-11. and 11. They just keep chugging along with a bunch of no-names. Every single year, they just find a way to be good. Nobody goes to their games. Nobody goes to games, and they have really They just good. find ways to win. Yeah. Yeah, just find ways to win. Uh, Blue Jays, I think, are really dangerous. 30 games in, they've won 17 games. Yep. Um, that offense is fantastic. It's a good division like we, th- like we expected. Oh, yeah. it's, it's a great division. Uh, the AL Central kind of surprise here is the Minnesota Twins at 18-11. and 11. They made a ton of moves this offseason, signing Carlos Correa, trading for Sonny Gray, Dylan Bundy, um, a couple other guys, and uh, they've looked pretty good so far. The uh, White Sox are trailing them there. Uh, White Sox were looking rough this time last week, and now they've won six in a row and have gotten themselves above 500 for the first time in a while. Um, so they're obviously really good team. I mean, they're without Eloy Jimenez right now. Uh, but their pitching staff's good. I'm still scoring a ton of runs, so they'll still be there at the end. Uh, one of the more disappointing teams in baseball, maybe the most disappointing team in baseball, is the Detroit Tigers, who sit here at 8-19. Um, I think I had them finishing second in that division this year. Um, Javier Baez only has an OPS of 675. Um, Spencer Torkelson, one of the top prospects of baseball, is hitting a buck 67 this year with a 581 OPS. Jonathan Scope's been terrible for him. Jaimir Candelario, who led baseball in doubles last year, is not hitting. Austin Meadows, who they trade for, doesn't have a homer yet. Um, Miguel Cabrera's washed at 39 years old. They just can't. They can't score runs. Their pitching's been solid. They just cannot score runs right now. I thought they'd be a, a much better team uh, than they've been so far. Um, the LA Angels are still winning the uh, American League West, and I'm rooting for them too. I like Joe Madden, of course, but uh, baseball needs Mike Trout and Shohei Otani to um, <laughs> make the playoffs eventually uh, together just to get some eyeballs on them. So. Yeah, sorry, I'm dealing with some uh, stuff on our Facebook page right now. So, so good. That's why I was silent there. 
And uh, and the Houston Astros are good as well. Um, and the Mariners have kind of been a disappointment so far, the three games under 500. But I think they have the talent to get back in it. And, of course, it's only May, whatever it is, May 9th, I think. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it is a uh, – baseball is underway here. It's getting into the months where – Teams are starting to find out, okay, now I think we can be sellers at the deadline. Uh, we need to prepare ourselves now to be sellers or be buyers at the deadline. I think teams have kind of separated themselves. A uh, team that's kind of interesting that's been underachieving big time is the Boston Red Sox. They're 10-19. and 19. They have the talent, uh, but they, they need to get hot here quick or they could find themselves way out of the race by the All-Star break, and you got to start trading guys away. Wouldn't hurt my feelings. Yeah, I don't think uh, it would hurt many people's feelings whatsoever. But uh, the Cubs, going back to them, they play. Uh, they go West Coast this week. They go to uh, San Diego for three and then Arizona for three. And you know what? This will be the J-Man's Book It Prediction of the Week. The Cubs will go 0-6 this week. And by <laughs> this time next week, the Cubs will be 9-24. and <laughs> They 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 struggled in San Diego and Arizona when they were good. I can't imagine these this team has shot at all. Uh, they'll, sh- they'll probably shock you. Uh, they they probably will. I mean, it's the J Man Book It curse, of course. Uh, but uh, J Man Book It Prediction of the Week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering for life, home, auto, business, renters, workers' comp, and farm insurance. Contact Travis at two one nine eight six nine four five six one. His email is travis.watchering at infb.com. Yes, proud Red fan there. Very proud, very proud, and few Red fan right now. Yes, very true, very true. So, any uh, any more thoughts on them? I'll be right now. Um, no, I don't really have any. I don't either. I mean, you uh, you're our MLB go to guy, so yeah, yeah. kind of covered all the bases there. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a rough uh, <laughs> a rough few months here until football starts. We'll just keep chugging along, chugging yeah, along. But, Speaking uh, of football, yeah, NFL. We talk about this over and over again. There's really no off season in the NFL, and even when there kind of is, they make a big deal of their events. Mm-hmm. Just like this upcoming Thursday, an NFL schedule release, they make a big deal about it. It's hours worth of content. Yep. Um, there's been a few schedule leaks already. Uh, we know week two, we're going to have a Monday night doubleheader on week two this year. So we're going to get the Titans and the Bills on ESPN and then the Vikings and the Eagles on ABC. ABC, huh? ABC. Man. It's going to be an overlap. One game starts like at 7.15, the other one at 8.30. So it's not I, like it's back-to-back. It's a little bit of an overlap. When we were growing up, wasn't ABC the Monday night Um like, didn't they do the Monday night games? Yes. Yes. I thought. And ESPN did the Sunday night, I remember, way back in the day. Yeah. Um, Aikman and Buck are the new Monday night guys. So uh, that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Which, um, I mean, it should just be the exact same as it was on Fox, um, which I was not a big fan of them on Fox anyway. I think Buck does really good job baseball. Don't like him for football at all for whatever reason. I don't really like him for anything. I, 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 th- I think he's pretty dang good when it comes to doing World Series and stuff. It'll be interesting to see, um, 
who does World Series now? I think they've said something about Joe Davis taking over on Fox, which he is the L.A. Dodgers play-by-play guy, and he's like one of Fox's top baseball guys now. Um, but okay. it, it'll it'll be weird to hear Joe Buck without uh, not doing World Series this year. So who are the Fox guys now? Um, I think they said their top one is Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson. Let me look here. Is the top yes. two right now? Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. Uh, Burkhart. And let's see if. Let's see here. CBS, of course, still has Nance and Romo. Um, Herb Streak members going to be Thursday night. That's right. On Amazon Prime. And uh, Al Michaels. He's going to be with him. Prime, right? Yeah. Yes. And Tariko's going to be next to Collinsworth on Sunday night. Collinsworth's still doing the Sunday night, huh? Yeah. So Tariko and Collinsworth, NBC, Nance, Romo, CBS, Burkhart, and Greg Olson, likely, it says, Fox, Joe Buck, and Aikman, ESPN, Herb Streak, and Al Michaels, Amazon Prime. I cannot stand Tony Romo. Cannot stand him. I like him, but I understand people who don't. I just don't think he's that good. He talks way too much. He, he gets does too- talk a lot. It's too excitable. It's just let 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 the game breathe a little bit. He doesn't let it breathe um, to the point where I don't like Nance for football. I like him for golf and college basketball, but like those Sunday afternoon games are just sleepy to me. Yeah, yeah. But uh, schedule release, like I said on Thursday, we also know uh, we know the overseas games. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Broncos are going to play the Jaguars in London and London in uh, week eight, which tells me their bye will be in week nine. I think the only team I've ever seen not have a bye after that. What did the Dolphins not get a bye last after? Was, I think it was last year. Yeah, yeah I think they're well, like the only team I've ever seen not get a bye after going overseas. They turned it down for some reason. Flores turned oh. it down, um, which makes <laughs> made zero sense. They lost to Jacksonville. They win that game and they're probably in the playoffs. Very well, um, very well said. Yeah. So so we'll see. I'm I'm always excited just because I try to like to go to a game or two and then mm-hmm. I'm able to kind of figure out some travel plans around the games. So so we'll see. I know the uh, Broncos play the NFC West and then their AFC division is the uh South. So yep. Yeah, Dolphins play the um NFC North and I know they play in Chicago, so I might have to hit up soldier field before they predict a move, cool. move out that's uh, the only which, venue i've never been to up there so i might have to do that it, it, it's got to be september or october i'm not oh, sure. trying to go to soldier field november or december <laughs> yeah um but yeah it's uh we'll see it's gonna be a big a big event like the nfl always puts on but uh i don't know i used to get excited when the leaks would come out now i'm like well if I'm going to watch any of the program, I don't want to see a leak. So. Right. Well, it's kind, probably, of, kind of the same with Selection Sunday. You right. You don't want to see right. any leak beforehand. And... Yeah, I'll never forget the 2000 and uh, I think it was the 16 tournament that got leaked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the guy was right and it ruined it all because I saw it right beforehand. Yep. Yeah, I, I try to stay off of Twitter um, during big events like that. Yep. But uh, – um, there was an interesting tweet I saw today, speaking of the NFL, that I want to bring up here. Got to find it on my Twitter. 
This guy's name is Jarrett Bailey. He covers NFL for um, SI Now, USA Today, Fan Sighted. He's host of the Pump Fake podcast. Uh, he came out with a tier list of quarterbacks. And I thought his – this is excluding rookies. I thought it was a pretty interesting list. He starts with the elite. He's I think got I five, saw this as well. five quarterbacks. Who do you think he put in the elite? Uh, Rodgers. Yep. Brady. Yep. Mahomes. Yep. Josh Allen. Yep. Russell Wilson. Herbert. Oh. I was surprised he was the in, in the lead. I would have put Herbert in the next category down, which was very good, few limitations. The one I saw had Wilson in the elite, and I'm like, there's no way he's elite anymore. This one has Wilson yeah. in a few good, <laughs> very good, few limitations. I see what you're doing there. Also has Matthew Stafford, Joe Burrow, Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, and Kyler Murray. Yeah. I don't think Kyler does. No. And I don't know about Deshaun Watson after taking a year off. Two years off almost. I would put them almost down in this category, which is good, some limitations. Lamar Jackson, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, and Matt Ryan. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably put him down there too. Lamar, do you think – I mean, this is a guy who won MVP just a couple years ago. I don't think he can – I don't think he's proven he can win throwing the ball. Yeah. He's more of, I mean, the offense has to suit him really well. Like he's, in my opinion, a systems quarterback. He's he's not going to go to New England and play in that system and be successful uh, that they have Good for point. Mac Jones. So, which, I mean, a lot of offensive coordinators and head coach tailor their system to the kind of quarterback they have. So I guess that would help him out. But Then we get an interesting category here. Average, equal, upside, and limitations. Carson West, Jimmy Garoppolo, Ryan Tannehill. Tua, mm-hmm. Jameis Winston, Mitch Trubisky, and Daniel Jones. Then you get to the below average, more limitations than upside. Ooh. Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, um, Jalen Hurts, Sam Darnold, Marcus Mariota, and Drew Locke. Mm-hmm. What what I see, um, Pete Carroll said that Drew Locke would have been the number one quarterback yes. taken, which he honestly probably would have been. It was yeah. a terrible quarterback class. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Seattle looks like it's got a roll with them this year. So, I look for Seattle and the Falcons to be two teams that are fighting for number one pick. Yeah. <laughs> then you got the young with high upside: Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance. Then you got young with questionable upside: Mac Jones and Davis Mills. Yeah, I don't think Mac Jones is that good. Yeah, he honest. really like. The media with him turned, it seemed like, the last like couple weeks in the season. Because he was so bad against the Dolphins. Now, the Dolphins had a good uh, defense, but then he was so bad in that playoff game. I don't. I think he's clearly the third-best quarterback in the division. I don't even believe in Tua, but I think Tua's better. I mean, Tua's beaten him twice now. Yeah. Um, I just I don't believe in Mac Jones whatsoever. Yeah, I thought the list was pretty good. I just had a problem with Herbert. I think he's going to be elite. I think mm-hmm. he's close. Yeah, not yet. It's just and, – and I know there's more to football winning games than just your quarterback, mm-hmm. but he hasn't even made – I mean, he's only been in the league two years, but he hasn't made the playoffs yet. Right. It's like I don't think he can be elite if he haven't even made the playoffs yet. Yeah, it's – yeah. I, I mean, I I mean why, why, why is he so ahead of Joe Burrow? Yeah, that makes no sense. Zero so, sense. Yeah, but – yeah. But, it's, uh, you know, those quarterback debates are always fun um, and interesting because you can take so many sides. Everybody's got their own agenda and what they go mm-hmm. off of. So, 
Yep. Um, you want to talk some uh, NBA playoffs? Yeah. Interesting NBA playoffs. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Pretty competitive NBA playoffs. I mean, look at the series right now. You got the Heat and the Sixers in the East, two games apiece. You got the Milwaukee Bucks ahead uh, of the Celtics right now, two to one. Then the West, you got the Warriors over the Grizzlies, two to one. Then you got the Suns and the Mavericks tied at two games apiece. Yeah, the uh, Celtics and Bucks played a classic game on Saturday. Bucks ended up winning by two. Um, that was one that the Celtics kind of let slip through their grasp because if they win that one, I mean, there's a obviously a huge difference between being up two to one or down one to two um, in which the Celtics are now. Um, I think that one will go seven. Uh, yeah. I just they're, that's a, they're pretty even teams. Very. I mean, they both were 51 and 31. Um, both mm-hmm. have absolute superstars and Giannis Antetokounmpo with the Bucks and Jason Tatum uh, with the Celtics. Uh, good role players as well. I think the Celtics have a little more talent, but uh Bucks have the best player on the court um, in the Greek freak. Uh, but, yeah, I, th- I think that's a fantastic series, and obviously the Celtics need to get this one uh, this one tonight to even it up. Yeah, I think if uh, Horford would have got that tip, off, tip in off, which he didn't, of course, the ball was in his hands, yep. I think the Celtics find a way to get that done in overtime. I do too. Um, yeah, that was so close. Um, it was a pretty – Incredible bounce by uh, Marcus Smart to be able to get yeah. the ball back and be able to shoot it real quick. And then, of course, they couldn't tip it in. But, uh, yeah, that that could have completely changed the trajectory of – I think it did change the trajectory of the series because uh, the Celtics could have stolen a road game, which they have an opportunity to do that tonight too. It would just be absolutely huge. Yeah, I think um, if I was a betting man, I, I think the Bucks will end up getting the series. Mm-hmm. I think the Heat get the series. Yeah, the Heat uh, have not played well the past uh, two games. Uh, they have shot under 30% from three. Um, the guy who's kind of fallen out of the rotation, who was one of the best shooters in the league, was Duncan Robinson, mm-hmm. former Michigan uh, player. He's not even really getting any minutes for Miami. And he was a big component to him last year and the year before. Um Joel Embiid has something to prove because I think a lot of people thought he was snubbed for MVP with Nikola Jokic winning um, today. Um, so, yeah, I think um, series tied 2-2. That one might go seven as well. I think all four teams left in the East um, can beat anyone on a given night. Um, so any of those four can easily win the Eastern Conference. Now I'm going to come back to your MVP comment you just made there in a little right. bit. Well, but... you're, you're, you're a Denver guy, so you're, <laughs> well, you're a little biased I, but there. Just, just a second. I, I got another comment I want to make here that might surprise you. I think the Miami Heat might be the most underrated sports franchise in the last decade. Absolutely. And, and that you can even take like the LeBron years out of that in their still. I used to think Spolstra was an awful coach and no. just a placeholder. He knows what he's doing. Absolutely. I mean, talent-wise, this Heat team doesn't blow you away. No, but they get it done. I mean, yeah. I know we had that weird bubble year, but they were the Eastern Conference champs two years ago. In yeah, year. yeah. You I mean, you add an elite point guard to them, and they're the best team maybe in the NBA. Could they? Could we even make the argument they're one of – I don't want to go clear back in our lifetime because we were both born in 92 and the Heat. I mean, they were a playoff team in the 90s with Alonzo Mourning and Tim Hardaway, but they never really – competed they couldn't get you know of course past the bowls they haven't and, been around that long either no but you know a lot of people forget Dwayne Wade got one done with Shaq mm-hmm. over in 05 yeah. over the Mavericks I mean so this is a franchise that's been pretty darn good for a while yeah 
And then, of course, Le- LeBron, Bosch, and Wade years. Yeah. Uh, but then av- after those guys, it's like they just picked up right where they left off. Right. Right. Um, I mean, they went out and got Jimmy Butler. I mean, they've had some pretty shrewd drafts drafting Bam Adebayo, who's been one of the best defensive big men in the league uh, here the past three or four years. Um, they're a good team. in won 53 games and just doesn't feel like anyone's talking about them. You just hear about the 76 are so unbelievable. You do. You do. And I don't know it if it's zero sense. You know, I mean, they got some stars on their team, and but all we heard about was trust the process, trust the mm-hmm. process. Well, the process failed, yeah. and they get rid of some of those big names, and then they're good again. And I, I don't get it. I don't get the. And I think it's the East Coast bias, to be honest. Oh, it is. yeah. Um, and there's there's something about Philadelphia too, because you hear about the Eagles all the time, you hear about the Sixers all the time. Um, you don't really hear about the Phillies, but um, well, Flyers kind of, but. Um, yeah. They're number two in their own state behind the Penguins. So, yeah, it's 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 a little bit of East Coast bias there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they they have to find a way to get to a Eastern Conference Finals for yep. one. Yeah. Um, they just haven't they haven't been able to get over the hump, and I, I think they're well equipped to do that. They um, are on the road tomorrow night in Miami, so that's a, obviously a coin flip game there. I think the the Heat are three point favorites, um, but they, uh, they they need to find a way to get that one. Then the West, of course, you got the series with uh, Phoenix and Dallas. Dallas gets the big win yesterday, ties it up two games apiece. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you got the Warriors, two games up, two games to one on the Grizzlies, which I know the Grizzlies are the better seed, but I think the Warriors will get that done. Yeah, the Warriors are actually nine and a half point favorites tonight, um, <laughs> which is huge sport. for a team. Yeah, against a team that won 56 games in the yeah. uh, Memphis Grizzlies. So, yeah, and, uh, yeah, I think the Warriors will get done, and I think I do think the Suns will ultimately get that done. But I think that series goes, I think that series goes seven. Yeah, uh, Luka Doncic is healthy, um, playing well. Um, Chris Paul did not play well last night, and then he had the it issue was horrendous. with with a fan trying to give his mom a hug. Unwanted that was the, hugs. They're yeah, saying an un, an unwanted hug, which not many hugs are wanted by a drunk looked like idiot he was, fan. Looked like he was thirteen. He looked young, um, and of course, Paul has gone wanted to go after him in the stands, which I don't blame him. Uh, but we don't that, need another malice to the palace. No, that. no, uh, you, you have that sort of distraction uh, there. But uh, yeah, I think the Suns probably ultimately get it done. This might be Chris Paul's last chance to get one. Yeah, um, he's never gotten one. They had golden opportunity last year, and they couldn't get it done. True. Um, so they they need to start playing better. I mean, Devin Booker is going to get a max contract. That DeAndre Ayton is probably going to get a max contract. He's so lengthy. I mean, um, I, yeah, I watched, he's tall. I watched probably more of the NBA over the weekend than I have in a long time, and I didn't even watch that much to be honest. But that's how little I've watched. And just watched him guard Luca yesterday. I'm like, man, how could anybody get around yeah. this guy? Yeah, they. He was on the Arizona team that lost to Buffalo in that thirteen to four game. I, oh, I remember, I, remember I had that. I had that Arizona team either in the final four or maybe <laughs> win at all. I had them going deep. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but very good competitive NBA playoffs so far. Yeah, uh, yeah. So far, so good. I haven't watched a ton, admittedly. Um, I need to get back into it. And and once the conference finals hit i'll start tuning in in the finals of course i'll uh watch a little bit more but i just have a hard time getting into those eight one seven sure. two matchups um so i wish they would go back to the five game series in the first round yeah yeah um yeah the 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 five game series would help they went to what seven games back in 2004 or five yeah it's been a while now but 
that it it's just it's unnecessary for one. Plus, it, it takes the upsets out, really. Yeah, which I that's probably actually what the NBA wanted. I know um, for ratings, yeah, but for ratings wise, they want the best teams in there, but uh, kind of takes away the fun of it because yeah, you could absolutely see major upsets in the five game series more so than the seven. Now we're going back to MVP talk just for a minute. I, mean, I know we got right. other stuff to address and talk about and go and segments to go over, but Nikola Jokic, like you said, back to back MVP. First person to do that in uh, Denver professional sports history. Uh, I saw one guy on Twitter try to say he's about to overtake Elway and Sackick for the uh, greatest Denver sports figure. I'm like, I wouldn't go that far because even though, and it's no fair because basketball, even though it's a big team team game, he can't do it all by himself. I realize that, but you got to win a championship to be considered up with, I think, Sackick and Elway for him. Mm-hmm. But, but he is back-to-back MVP and, I tried to tell you a week or two ago I thought he'd win MVP again, and you shot it down. I did because I don't like Denver. You have made me hate Denver. <laughs> you have made me hate Denver and made me hate a superstar. How can you hate that guy? I mean, you just watch the way he plays. It's I, I I don't watch, so uh, I, I don't hate him. I, mean, but, he, uh, I just think it's incredible an incredible story. I mean, this was a guy that was taken 41st yeah. overall in the second round. I mean, he was drafted during a Taco Bell commercial. They did. I mean, it came up on the bottom line. It didn't because in the second round they don't uh-huh, show they guys don't usually. Show it, yeah. And now he's a back-to-back NBA. Yeah, NBA. It's, it's a from is it is he from Serbia? Serbia, yeah. Um, and you see video of him when he's like 13 years old. Like he was fat, way, way yeah, way overweight. Um, it's it's a cool story. It and I think cool he story. is he's a guy a who will stay in Denver. I don't think he'll be one of those guys that hops around. But maybe when he gets older in his career and he goes ring chasing, maybe. Yeah, but which, um, yeah. Who, but who knows? There was a lot of Twitter banter today, um, because you know Giannis and Bead, um, even the, um, I don't know. I guess you could throw Dev Booker in there. I don't think he's really considered. But all those guys are still playing, and for the second year in a row, Jokic wins MVP while his team's at home. So yeah, so yeah. Um, I have word association here. So there are sixteen teams left, and are not sixteen teams left. There are there are eight, eight teams left. Matt's hard. Yes, I, I I took two um, random players from each team that were on these teams when we were growing up that well, maybe I hadn't heard in a while. Um, Back to my trading card days. Yes. So so there's 16 of them. That's what I was getting at. But starting okay. with the the Miami Heat, Antoine Walker. Oh man, uh, <laughs> NBA Live '98, I believe it was. I played on the PC and on PlayStation One. Um, I remember playing as the Bulls a bunch and not understanding why Michael Jordan wasn't on the game. And I remember you could change Dennis Rodman's hair color. That was one of the cooler features of the game. But it's one walker. Had the little shimmy shake, number eight on the Celtics. Uh, I think he's got his life back on track. But for a while there, he gained a bunch of weight and went bankrupt. Well, I was just about to say they honored that 07-08 Celtics team that won the championship. I think that was 2008. Um, And let's just say Antoine Walker's eating well. <laughs> he's, he's a still big boy. But, yeah, he, uh, he he got into some bad stuff there for a while. He was a good player, too. What college? Uh, Kentucky. Yep. Uh, also with the Heat, Jamal Mashburn. Had his jersey as a Hornet. Another Hornet. Kentucky guy. Um, man, he was good for a lot of years. I mean, he was a Maverick. He was pretty good there. Hornet, he was good. He he was good, and then he kind of just fell off and kind of went ring, ring chasing when he got older. But uh, 
good good starting uh, forward for for many years. Yeah, he his son is now playing. He played with Minnesota, followed uh, Richard Patino to New Mexico. Yep. Uh, Glenn Big Baby Davis. Oh, LSU Final Four yeah. uh, with uh, Tyrus Thomas. Yeah, That's, Tyrus uh, Thomas. What a bust he was, but uh, yeah. uh, Big Baby. I mean, he's solid contributor for the for the Celtics on on those uh, finals teams mm-hmm. and uh then he kind of just fell off. Ricky Davis. Iowa boy. Yeah, Davenport uh, North. Uh I just remember him in dunk competitions. That's how I got to know who he was, but he a good was, athlete. Yeah, he was the guy that was a rebound away from a triple double and went and purposely <laughs> yeah. missed a layup on the other team's hoop. <laughs> Or, or on, on, on his own hoop, yeah. That's stuff, yeah. and it's just like the NBA guys who don't want to mess up the field goal percentage and yeah. shoot to half quarters like a half second after the buzzer goes off. Yep. <laughs> Good old Ricky Davis. Uh, with the Bucks here, Mo Williams. Mo, yeah. Um, he's a college coach now. Is he? I believe at his alma mater. No, his alma mater is Alabama, I'm pretty it's sure. Not, not at Alabama then. Um He's, I'm going to look it up real quick where he's a college coach. Uh, but, yeah, I, I remember him as a Cavalier. Yeah, yeah, he was their point guard with – yeah, it says uh, – let's see here. He is at Jackson State. Jackson State. Him Which, and Deion Sanders. I was going to say, isn't that where Deion yeah, is? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, let's see here. O.J. Mayo. Oh, USC, <laughs> yeah. one and done. I remember him being in the cover – Maybe not the cover by a huge section when he was in high school in Sports Illustrated. Didn't he so show up? Big thing wasn't he one and done with Demar Rosen? Like were they the same year? I think you're right. I forgot about that. And Demar's but, uh, still playing, but OJ. I remember not. he went against uh, Malik Beasley in the uh-huh. first round eight nine game against Kansas State. That was a big deal. So, yeah, I mean, he lasted in the NBA for a little bit, mostly as a role bench player, but it wasn't near as good as everybody thought he was going to mm. be. 76ers here, Dikembe Mutombo. Finger wag. Enough yeah. said. Elton Brand. Uh, former number one pick. Chicago Bull for a while out Duke, a one and done. And then I remember him as a clipper more than anything. Um, and then I think he was on the he was on the Sixers as well. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he's um pretty solid player, but when I think of a number one overall, it probably should have a better yeah. career than he did. Uh Jason Richardson. Jay Rich, Michigan yeah. State guy, dunk competition through the yeah. legs. He kind of was the guy to perfect it after Vince Carter mm-hmm. brought it in. So he he was on that last Big Ten title team, wasn't he? Him and Mateen Cleaves, the NCAA title team. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah that's why I meant. NCAA. Yeah, those two, uh, Mo, Peter, Mo, Mo Peterson. Um, yeah, a couple couple different guys. Uh, Grant Hill. What could have been. I mean, he was a stud, but his knees just didn't want to stay healthy. Uh, after he left Detroit, another Dukey, by the way, after he went to De- left Detroit and went to Orlando, his knees just gave out. Had a decent last couple of years with the Suns, yeah. but he wasn't near. I mean, he was a shell of himself. Rudy Gay. Last in the league for a long time. He's still in the league. I think he's with Utah. Yeah. I mean, that just keeps producing. Yep. Big country Bryant Reeves. Bryant Reeves. <laughs> uh, I think – no, that was Oster Tech. I got posterized by mm-hmm. Big Dog at Kansas. Yeah, Reeves. I don't know. I just remember him as a Grizzly. I don't I don't yeah. remember much about him. Probably a Vancouver Grizzly, too. Vancouver, yeah, it was Vancouver yeah. Grizzly. Uh, Baron Davis. Oh, yeah. 
doing a little of that with Golden State when they uh, took down Dallas. I think I was eight over one. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a Hornet for a while. Clipper, Warrior, UCLA Bruins. He was he was good, a, he was solid for many yeah, many years. He was a good point guard. Your cousin David Lee, <laughs> Florida boy. I remember him yeah. uh, being a McDonald's All American. Uh, long career. I remember him most as a Nick, mm-hmm. but uh, lefty David Lee. Yeah. Devin Harris. Devin Harris, Wisconsin Badger, on many good Maverick teams. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a perfect guard to go with. Steve Nash, Michael Finley, Dirk Nowinski. Um, yeah, he was he part was of on, a lot of good teams. I think he was still with that Dallas team when they beat Miami in the finals in right. 2012, 2011, something like that. Um, last one here, also with Dallas, Sean Bradley. 7-6, Space Jam. That's about all I got for you. Yep. I remember seeing like an ESPN feature on him in the car he was driving. He literally had to have them put the seat like in the back seat in order for him to uh, be able to get to the pedals because <laughs> he was so long. Um, but it's a good uh, yeah. list though, Jay, man. I like that. Brought back some good trading card mm-hmm. and video game playing days. So that's the word association segment brought to you by Performa Print 2 Promo Group. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company, picnic, or sales meeting, they have over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one source print and promotional company today by giving Barbara Van Weinsberg a call at 574-210-3815. Going to throw a wrench into plans real quick, J-Man, because I want the TV viewers and everybody watching online to be able to see the birdie bogey. Gotcha. And then we'll finish up the segments for the audio listeners, so. Birdie Bogey, once again, excluding the NHL, there are six teams in the other three major leagues that name ends in something other than S. Name those six. I think I got five of them. I cannot think of a six. That would be though. a par. Um, both Sox teams in baseball. Yes. White Sox, Red Sox. Um, we were just talking about the Miami Heat. That helped. Miami Heat. Um, just talking about the Utah Jazz as well. That helped. Got four so far. One more um, for a par. Orlando Magic. You got yourself a par. Oh, man. I don't think there's a single team in the NFL. Um, any other baseball teams? Or... I have no idea. Give me a par. This is the same one I forgot about, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, man. I wasn't even thinking them. The same one obviously. I missed when I was given this question yesterday. I'll take a par. <laughs> yeah, we're still tied. Yeah, the, the, the Thunders doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. I, I'm stupid. amazed. Like In my head, it makes sense. But the NFL, every team's plural with us. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I, there's no way that there's – yeah. But I did laugh earlier inside when you were – going over this in your head after I initially gave the question. You're like, I don't think the MLB has one. <laughs> they have two. They got two. <laughs> Pretty obvious ones. 
Uh, before we get off air, this episode is brought to you by The Damn Landing. Whether you want an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hand-bread, tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or a handcrafted cocktail, The Damn Landing is the place to be. Damn Landing is a bar and grill located on beautiful Lake Mantle, focused on freshness and quality. You can wash down their delicious food with one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best microbrews and domestic flavors, or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. Take in the fantastic views of Lake Mantle and their beer garden or outdoor bar area. Whether it be boats or wheels, The Damn Landing is the place to be located at 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. We got one more segment to go over. That is the On This Day which the honest day is brought to you by Mooney Woodcrafts. Mooney Woodcrafts is a veteran-owned and operated custom woodcraft shop based out of North Carolina with Indiana grassroots. They provide 100% hand-cut custom designs to fit your needs. From signs to growth charts, their custom pieces make a great addition to any home, office, or man cave. To see some of their recently completed projects, visit at Mooney Woodcrafts on Instagram. And for orders, contact them at MooneyWoodcrafts at gmail.com. You can also visit and like their Facebook page as well. All right. On this day on May 9th, throughout the history of sports. We didn't even talk about the Kentucky Derby. Rich Strike coming back. Did Did you see the video of his comeback? Unbelievable. I mean, he was weaving and in and out. and He was like eight horses behind entering that final lap and somehow caught all the way up. You would have put a, put some money on him. Woo. Yeah. Would have made out yeah. pretty good. I don't think he's going to go on and win the Preakness or the Belmont by any means and win the Triple Crown, but. Yeah, I uh, we need to make a trip there sometime just to knock it off the bucket list. That'd be fun. Yeah, what? And, and, and I know we're out of time on TV, but we got time for audio. So, and we 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 haven't even started our last segment. So, what are some events like bucket list items for you in sports? I know we've talked about this time and time again, yeah. but I never remember what yeah. you say. I think we both have the Masters on there. That'd yeah. be cool. Um, yep. I assume you do anyway. Uh, yeah, um, that's my number one. Yeah. Um, Kentucky Derby would be fun. Yes, it would. I want to get to a Super Bowl Yep. and a World Series game. And, and, and an NCAA championship game for both football and basketball would be cool. But. Those all would be cool. Yeah. Um, I've always wanted to go Daytona 500. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not near as big a NASCAR fan as I used to be, but I've always wanted to go that race. And I still have never been to Indy 500. I would like to go one time just to say I went. Pretty cool. You've been to the uh, Brickyard a couple times. Uh, yeah, seven. Um, that's really last. They don't even race on the – they don't do a NASCAR race on the actual track anymore. They do a road mm-hmm. course inside the track. That's how much that event fell. Yeah. Um, but, of course, I want to go to see Purdue play in every Big Ten football and basketball, so stadium and arenas in the, around the Big Ten. And – I'd like to see the Broncos play at every NFL stadium, but I got a ways to go on those lists. Yeah. So, yep. All right, let's get this on this day going here. On this day, 1901, Cleveland's Earl Moore no-hit the Chicago White Sox nine innings, but lost in the 10th, 4-2. to two. That's a rough one. 4-2? to two? Yeah. Man. Yeah. Must have walked a bunch. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. What else? We got a lot of Kentucky Derby and Preakness. I won't quiz you on any of those. Um, on this day, 1973, for the second time, Johnny Bench hit three home runs in a game. He was a good catcher. That wasn't too bad. On this day, 1984, the Chicago White Sox beat the Milwaukee Brewers 7-6 to in 25 innings. The game started on May 8th. 
ended May 9th, huh? On this day, 19... <laughs> yeah, that's a long time. On this day, 1987, Oriole Eddie Murray is the first player to switch hit home runs in two consecutive games. Wow. Hall of Famer. On this day, 1995, the Cleveland Indians tie a record of scoring eight runs before making an out as they beat the Minnesota Twins 10-0. to That's going to be broken this year when the Cubs give up eight <laughs> runs without uh, – nine runs without uh, recording an out. On this day, 1997, the San Diego Padres retired to number 35 worn by pitcher Randy Jones. Hmm. On this day in 2010, Oakland Athletic – Pitcher Dallas Braden became the 19th pitcher in MLB history to throw a perfect game in a 4-0 to win over the Tampa Bay Rays. I remember. That was Mother's Day, too. That yep. was pretty cool. And on this day, 19, or 19, in 2010, the PGA's uh, Players' Championship was played. That's when they moved it to May for a couple of years. Now they've moved it back to March since. Uh, Tim Clark, South African Tim Clark, fired a final round 67 for his first PGA Tour victory he uh, won over Robert Allenby of Australia by one stroke. I remember watching that because Tim mm. Clark is not the tallest of fellows. <laughs> and uh, I thought that was pretty cool. So his game I went have, down downhill was, when they banned the anchoring of the long putter. He's never been oh, the same since. Oh, interesting. Yeah, never been the same since. I don't since. remember that name at all. I don't think he won many more times if at all after that. But that's a big one to get. If you can't get one yeah. of the big four, that's, yeah, that's the one you want to get Kind of the fifth, isn't it? Fifth yep. major. Pays a lot, too. So, that's going to do it for Long This Day. Nice. Thanks, everybody, for watching and listening to the Ken and J-Man Show. We will be back at it next Monday with another episode. Have a fantastic week, everybody.